Welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Nicole, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. I am so happy to be here. You me don't even too. know. <laughs> I'm so excited. How how long ago did we connect on Instagram? It's been a while. I feel like it's been, gosh, a couple of years, maybe yeah. 2020 when all this the world blew up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I hate that it took you having a book coming out for us to finally get you on the show. I here know. we are. Yay. Here we are. Uh, Take Back Your Joy comes out. Your book comes out the week before my book comes out. So yes. We are in the trenches of publishing together, the good and the bad. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you started blogging like years ago. You've kind of been in the internet space forever. Kind of what's your, what's your gig? Yes. So I started blogging. Oh gosh. I think it was like six years ago because my husband was in the throes of medical school And we were living in this awful, small, it was a house, but it was just, (laughs) you're like, technically, technically it was a house, but it wasn't very safe. Like I couldn't take the kids on walks and I just was very lonely and very, just in a rough place of motherhood and thinking that I was going to do life with my best friend. And I wasn't, and he was off doing his medical school thing. And I was so happy for him because he's so good at what he does but I was lonely and so I was like let's start a blog and Mm -hmm. you know just write my thoughts down and I've always been a writer and so I just journaled and wrote and wrote blog posts and it started kind of catching some people in their same trenches and so it kind of morphed into doing the collab thing like the collaboration blogging world which was such a blessing in that season because we had nothing Like my husband was doing the medical school deal and didn't have a job. And so where does this money come from? (laughs) So, I mean, even just like food boxes with food companies and clothes for the kids, like it was God met all the needs. So then we moved and I went through a series of extremely rough things in like six months. And then after that, I had a random email that was like, Hey, have you ever thought about writing a book? And here we are are. all these years later. And my first book comes out. I know our stories are actually really similar. Like I started blogging in 14 when my, my daughter, my first daughter was born. Same thing. Not a safe area. Husband working all the time. Only (laughs) just kind of like reaching out for connection. And then here we are all these years later. You get the, are you, have you ever thought about reading, writing a book email, even down to yeah, that? I so love your that. book <laughs> is, is take back your joy, but the subtitle is what gets me. Cause I love it. Fighting for purpose when life is more than you can handle. Yeah. Have you had people be like, oh, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Oh, for sure. Oh, for <laughs> sure. 
So I think what, so right before we moved, I had a miscarriage. We found out we were moving across the country. I was diagnosed with cancer. My little kids were going through so much and we moved, didn't know anybody. I had a surgery and my husband started his intern year. I mean, it was just like a series of things. And those, those weren't the first painful things yeah. I've ever walked through, but it was like the amount was right. beyond what I could handle. And I definitely had a lot of people tell me the pat answers. And I, I think a lot of them were coming from a good place or just Absolutely. like, I don't know how to respond to this. Like your life is a disaster right? <laughs> and I don't know how to even respond. So like God's got this kind of thing, yeah. you know, but yeah, I definitely felt like it was, it was way too much, yeah. way too much to handle. Was it? It was awful. Was it, <laughs> it too was... much to handle? Like in the end? <laughs> yes. I felt like I was, I mean, Drowning. I feel like I'm still trying. Yeah. Like I still have those days that are just so overwhelming that I'm like, how in the world am I supposed to take back my joy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And literally read this message that God has given me through all these years and fight for that purpose because I think it's just a constant thing that I have to, me personally, have to learn and maybe most of us, but it learning that how to survive and how to thrive and how to remain joyful and have this purpose that, you know, God is still good and faithful and, mm. but still going through so much. Yeah. How does that, you know, how does that balance out? So it's been, it's been a journey of yeah. lots of pain. <laughs> well, and what's crazy, I'm sitting here thinking about it in terms of, you know, reflecting onto other people's lives. And there have been seasons where everything looks really good from the outside. Oh, yeah. Like my 2021 looked really good, like on yeah. paper, right? We built yeah. a house, we moved in, my husband got promotions, my kids got into the school that we wanted them to go to. I wrote my book, like yeah. looked really good, drowning, yep. absolutely yep. bleeding out the whole year emotionally and sometimes like physically feeling like, the, like you were saying that I cannot handle all of this. And, yeah. but then there's all this good stuff happening and you're like, am I ungrateful? Then you can't complain about it. Cause people are right. going to be like, are you, you just built a new house? What are you? Right. Why are you? But then you also, but then you also have to like prove that you're a normal person going through a lot of crap. Right. And like, how do you have that balance of, I mean, if you look at me, uh, you no one can see me, but like I'm a tall blonde person and I'm married to a doctor. Right. Does that sound that sounds so great. But like what people don't know is I feel like a 75 year old woman because I had cancer. Right. And my husband's gone all the time because of his job. Like that's not great. But I, I almost feel like when I meet people, I have to prove this. Like right. no, I'm I'm normal. I'm I'm right there with you in the trenches, yeah. like don't go off of what you see on Instagram or what you see, you know, physically with your eyes. Right. <laughs> so, well, like, and even as <laughs> you're also someone who shares like the hard and the real and the authentic, yeah. like you're not someone I can attest to. You're not someone who shows up on Instagram and is like, I'm a beautiful yeah. blonde married to a doctor and everything's perfect. <laughs> but there's still this sense of like, I really do get it. And I'm struggling right alongside you. And yeah, it's kind of like I've 
used the term like hardship Olympic before. Nowhere in the Bible is it like, oh, they've got it worse. So they should get more attention. It's like bear one another's burden. And there's no qualifier for that. Like, yeah, we may be more financially stable than someone else, but like their marriage may be thriving and we're, we're dying. I'm not saying that's the actual case right now, but like we ships passing in the night, you know what I mean? So as you're walking through these seasons and have continued to, because obviously some of that stuff doesn't just like poof, like (laughs) just go away. What has that looked like? Like what has taking back your joy looked like? And what has your answer to like, God will give you more than you can handle. Like, what does that look like? I think a lot of this started brewing about 10 years ago when I started to first have pain in my life Mm. where growing up in a Christian bubble, I didn't have like horrible things, right? It was just like the typical drama or braces or zits or like self-conscious, you know, those types of things, but are still, you know, hard as a little kid, but nothing dramatic, nothing horrible. And so once life happened, it just made me realize what is this joy? Like what it made Mm -hmm. me ask all the hard questions, but I think that that's what it took for me and my own relationship with the Lord to actually get to the other side of not being happy about pain and never being even like, oh, yay, I get to face trials, Mm -hmm. but just a resolve of knowing that. God is not only in my story, but his grace is my story. Amen. And no matter what types of horrible things that we can face and that we will go through or that we have gone through or facing presently, because that's all of us, he is still good. Mm -hmm. He is still faithful and that he still wants us to ask the hard questions and to be honest with him. And it wasn't until... I feel like I almost just was at his feet, just having nothing and was like, I don't get this. I'm angry. I am so frustrated that this, this, and this has happened. What is this even mean in my relationship with you? Like, are you distant? Do you care? You know, like all of these things that you really ask out of anger and heartbreak and trauma and all that. And it's like, and now you're throwing joy in that? Right. Really, Paul? You know? Right. Well, and what's, what's crazy is that whole everything you just said could essentially be a 2022 translation of so many of David's Psalms. Yes. Where he's, that's my favorite thing about David is he's just like, where are you, God? Why have you yes. forsaken me? Why me? This is yep. the worst. Where are you? Where is your goodness? Like David is such an example for us that yeah. God can handle the hard questions. Like yep. I've said this on this show a million times. My dad always said, God has really big shoulders. Like yep. he can take it. And he yep. like, not only can take it, he wants that because then he can answer them. Exactly. And I feel like the one thing that I did right this entire time was be extremely honest before the Lord. Yeah. Like all the time. I'm just so thinking honest with him about how I'm feeling because he already knows, you know? Right. Right. And it's like, I've done everything else. I feel like I've done wrong in in this Christian walk sometimes, but being honest, like his love and his grace. I mean, my word, when you you know, when you look back on your life, even the last, whatever, 33 years, that's how old I am. And it's like, he didn't have to restore. 
Mm. didn't have to redeem. He didn't have to do any of those things, but he did. Mm -hmm. And so instead of focusing on all the things that I'm lacking, focusing on what he has done have become the pillars in my life that actually helps me overcome and help me fight for that purpose and the, and the contentment, you know? Yes. I think that that's huge. The, like, where is your focus and what are your eyes set on? And that's not to say that in the face of trials and hard stuff and suffering and pain that we can't be aware of that, those things and talk about those things and process those things and talk to God about them. But this is like, to me, like joy probably makes no sense to people that don't understand or have a relationship with Jesus because it can't, because joy is a person and that person is Jesus. Jesus. And like, we have been in the, like, I've told the story on the show multiple times about my oldest almost dying and sitting in a PICU hallway, like literally not knowing if I was going to take my then 13 month old home with me and being like, okay, like actually being pretty, like pretty okay. Like, and people coming in and seeing us and being like, why are you so okay? Like, how are you so okay? And sure. I'm sure some of it was shock and just like, of course being blacked out, but joy like doesn't make sense. And I think if you've ever met someone who's been through it and you meet them and they have that joy, it's like, that's the epitome to me of, Ooh, I want that. What does that person have? How do I get it? And like, what a testament to the goodness of God. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And again, it's not to say like, look, to be totally honest, you and I were griping about some stuff before we got on this call. (laughs) That's totally okay. Like, it's not to say that we need to like stuff down the hard stuff and act like it's not there, but it's like, what's your focus on and what's your heart set on? Yeah. I think it helped me to, I hate it when people are like, well, you have so much to be grateful for. You're right through cancer, but like, like, I'm aware. Thank you. (laughs) You know, and it this like paradigm between these two this deep deep pain heartbreak Mm -hmm. awful trauma you know and then this joy that is the assurance and in Christ alone and his goodness and his grace and marrying those two like how do you how does that even work I mean that's why it's the fruit of the spirit because only by his spirit we can actually understand and get glimpses of how to walk that out and we're never going to, you know, do it perfectly, of course. But I think that's the only thing in trials going forward is remembering those things that not only he's done, but what I do have today, because yes. I think contentment today and gratefulness today and looking around you today 
does help for the next day and for tomorrow. And it sounds cheesy and it's like, well, we all know that, you know, there's always something to be grateful for, but really you have to go back to the obedience, the faithfulness, the contentment, like the basics. And sometimes the simplicity is what kind of brings you through. That reminds me of the concept of like Ebenezer's, right? Which is all through scripture, through the Old Testament. The day today when we're recording, like not having the best mental health day, which of course always falls on days when I have like four interviews. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, so like wake up on like a little bit of like shaky ground. That's just kind of life with mental illness. And I'm like, really? Like I have three interviews that I'm super pumped about. This is like two of the busiest weeks of work for us. Like, are you kidding me? And I'm going to toot my own horn for two seconds. I was so (laughs) proud of myself for being able to be like, he's carried you through worse. Like, yes, yes. He has carried you through. I've had panic attacks that took my knees out and I like literally physically hit the ground. Yes. If he carried me through that, he can carry me through a shaky mental health day with some interviews that I want to be like, it wasn't oh, like, what was me? It was like, no, I want to be present for these. I want to, you know, like really pull everything I can out of them. And I think that if we're not willing to like reflect and look back on when it sucked, then we don't, we also miss the opportunity to look back and see when he showed up. Yes. We cannot look at our past with blinders. We have to remember what he's done. Because then we lose sight of the whole character of God. Exactly. And then we go forward and we start to ask all those questions of like, why me? And right. And why? And to like get in this self sad place when really, if we just remembered and looked back of all of the times, every single one of the times that we probably can't even think of all of them because right. there's so many. And that is what will get you through. And I will say too, I, I love the title of my book because it sounds very much like you can do it. Like yeah. take back your joy, girl. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, this like self, yay, I got this. But it's like, actually, it's not you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like actually it is it is Jesus and Christ alone, you know. Exactly. And it's like such a good reminder to just always have that in the back of my mind when I'm going through this, like, I, I can't take back my joy. I right. can't. Right. But the only one who actually can help me walk through this is Christ alone. And that is my joy. That is my assurance. Amen. Well, okay. So do you personally like theologically believe that God will give you more than you can handle? I don't think he's in heaven looking down on everyone thinking, right. I'm going to give everybody more than they can handle. You know what I mean? Right. I think there is sin in this world. Mm-hmm. and evil is everywhere and God has given us choices mm. and with those choices things can happen things can be horrible and like I talk a little bit about this in the book but when I was in college I actually had a horrible traumatic experience and was raped and that really set me off on this idea of why in the world would God do these things and a, by like allowing it and not stopping it yeah. for someone who loves him and serves him. And yet he's told me throughout scripture that he's my protector right. and my faithful one. And yet he's going to allow something like that. And so I think when you look at it theologically and you know that God's not 
actively like authoring all of these horrible things, right? But that sin is there and it's allowed because people have choices mm-hmm. and that the fist, the angry fist raised doesn't belong to God. It belongs to people who have sinned, right? you know, and ourselves for making bad choices. But I also think that we will have trials, tribulations, and awful things in this life as believers. And if you're a human, you're going to go through really hard things. And that's yeah. just, that's just life. Yeah. And that's where you have to be rooted in the word and have a biblical foundation or else you will be off your rocker when mm-hmm. you don't understand the Bible and the character of God. Like those are the two most important things. If you don't have that, you will look at all sin and heartbreak and all the hard things and go inward and get yes. mad at God. Yes. Well, and I think one of my favorite concepts in scripture is the idea of being yoked with Jesus. Like his burden is, is easy and his yoke is light. The idea that he can, God give you more than you can handle. If you're yoked in with Jesus who can handle anything. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like it won't overtake you. Right. It's going to, it might suck. It might be really hard. Right. Yeah. But I was never intended to shoulder it alone. Exactly. Like knowing that you have God with you. Right. Through anything that you will ever go through. Right. And that the sin that he carried on the cross, he bore also your sorrows and your grief, your shame, your everything, everything, all of that, not just your sin, all of those other things. And that is so powerful because even in those darkest moments, when you do feel like there's no hope and there's nothing left, that you do still have the Lord and he's yeah. really the only one that you need. Exactly. And the only, and, and as much as it seems like all darkness will overtake you. Yeah. It's and more than you can handle. While it feels that you are, like you said, yoked, yoked to Christ. And I just feel like it's such a hard concept. Like this is not easy. No, this is not, this is so not, you know, I feel like we're talking about it. Like, yes, we know, but it's like, Yes, we know these truths, but living it out, oh my word, it's painful. It is. And even, I think, you know, you have two people sitting on a podcast who have both written books with these concepts in them in some capacity, whether your, you know, your book is mostly about it. It's definitely in my book. And like this, I'm pretty sure this morning you and I both lost it about like something. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? We, cause we connect, we, <laughs> we were, were like, bawling. Hi, I was bawling crying this morning. So I'm kind of tired, but like, I'm going to power through and this is going to be a great interview. And it has been, but like, I do think that that's missing in this conversation sometimes. Like, yes, we are yoked with Christ and yes, he, you know, what I tend to repeat over myself when I am really struggling is like, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Like it's still hard. And I think that that's missing sometimes. Like the most theological sound person, you know, the person you think is like on the tippy top of closeness to Christ has experienced darkness and has experienced why and why God and why me, and this is too much. And I can't do this. And 
all that really gets proven over and over is that God can. Yeah. I think with mental illness too, it's hard because you feel like there's a darkness that not everybody has experienced because mental health is like a totally different ball game. Right. You know, and I think, I think each trauma and pain is a mental illness just lies in one of those slots, but it can be very dark because you read about Paul in the Bible and you read about all these amazing disciples and we know they were human and they had hilarious questions and very human questions to Jesus. And you're like, why did you ask that? Yeah. I mean, you feel like they're so one of you. Right. Right. And then, but then you read about their endurance and their faithfulness and their strength and this considerate joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, you know, when we read that in James and it's like, Okay. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. And, and so you can read the Bible and be like, oh my gosh, I will never amount mm-hmm. to the, those disciples, those three people that you're throughout the Old Testament too. But it can be, and then your mental, you know, your mental illness kicks in and it's like, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Just, well, and now I'm spiraling. Yeah. You know? Now I'm just spiraling. And so that's why being rooted yes. and in the truth. And I think understanding God's character, and I will say that till I die. Yeah. This biblical foundation and understanding God's character. Yeah. Because even I don't ev- know what I would do. No. Every time that I've spiraled out, every time that I've like, it's all come crashing down. God hasn't changed. Yep. He stayed exactly who he was and who he has been and who he will be. And I may be a freaking basket case. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he just never has been. And again, that sounds like really like tied up neat with a bow in Sunday school, but that's, I think what that gets you through. Like yeah. that's, that's faith. That's hope Yeah, is yep. this all feels really chaotic, but God hasn't changed and he hasn't gone anywhere and he's not withholding anything from me. Right. Is yeah huge. Well, I can't wait for people to get your book. Oh, thank you. I we're like, we have like book birthdays, like back to back, which I know. Same I love. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people find and follow you online? Um, my website is nicolejacobsmeyer.com and I'm nicole.jacobsmeyer on Instagram. So cool. those, yeah. those are the places. Thank you so much, Nicole. This is so good. Thank you for having me, Blake. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week.